This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. there everybody and uh, this is wonderful uh, we're, we're sort of in, in level two now as everybody knows and hopefully um, uh, at least that allows us to broadcast which is great and I've got Andy Cook beside me from Art Zone and uh, they're very busy down there but uh, he has absolute dedication and he came up here just so that he could do the arty farty hour and thank you very well the arty farty show and uh, thank you very much. So good to... A pleasure. It's nice to be back again. Oh, I was yeah. getting possibly a little bit stir-crazy. Two weeks? Yeah. It's not bad. I could, one week it would be good. I can do everything in one week. Then you start twiddling your thumbs a bit. But what we did do, this, and we learned this from last time's lockdown, uh, level three, you can't come into the shop, or you couldn't when we were in level three, uh, but you could do click and collect or we delivered. And we really enjoyed that. We, the phone was ringing off the hook. We had all our orders lined up on the floor because we ran out of bench space. Then three o'clock every day, we chucked them in the car and we zipped all over town uh, delivering things and it worked really really well and people were so grateful because you know what, what it would be yourself if you were at home and you got nothing to paint with and you're a painter you're going to be starting to tear yeah, your absolutely. hair out so people were very very pleased to see us so um, then we went to level two and other than wearing a mask it was business as usual oh fantastic so uh, yeah, it's really good I'm, I'm really happy that uh, it didn't you know, I know they said three days and then it was longer and longer but it, we're done now so we're just back to normal and hopefully uh, we'll, st- we'll stay this way so if people come down uh, what's, the, what's the drill the, you, you there's no drill no you, you just all you do you've got to wear a mask you sign in and you do whatever you want to do it's just normal you wander around you've got to keep your social distancing in there yeah, but yeah. It's, you don't have to stand at the door and, and try to that was a nightmare standing at the door people trying to describe what they want yeah. And then you show and say, oh, no, no, it's not quite like that. It's very, very difficult. And you feel like saying, just come in and choose it. But, but you can't do it. So it's okay. We got over that. So now things are absolutely normal. If you wear a mask and sign in, you can do, you can spend the day if you oh, want. That's fantastic. Yeah. It reminds me a little of when I used to go to Russell Oton, which was a, a, a record place down in, uh, when, when, in, when Dunedin's town centre was uh, down uh, in uh, Princess Street rather than oh. in George Street. And Russell Oton was in Rattray Street, and it was the disc den uh, that he had at that time. And uh, I, I used to, I was quite, you know, pretty young, I think, probably 12 or thereabouts. And I'd go down there, I'd be certain that I was going to go and buy a record. And uh, then I'd arrive, and I couldn't remember what the record was. And I'd be going, uh, it goes, and you'd see him looking at me as if to say, go away, <laughs> yeah. come back when you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing any auditions in here. It's funny, Disc Den's still there. Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's owned by... Um, is that what... Um, 
the the man, uh, Chinese gentleman. Uh, but it wasn't the same guy. That must be like a no. 50. I remember Dixon when I was a kid. That must have been there for 40, uh, uh, 50 well, years. Well, it was there in the 50s. Yeah. So, oh, crazy. Th- so that was uh, Russell Oton. He had it first. And, right. then, and then I think a fellow called Angus Halligan had it after that. And he would be the the complete opposite of what you'd say a f- friendly retailer might be. <laughs> he was Basil Faulty. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He's probably been in it so long, and he gets all these people. You know that one that goes do do do. Oh, I can't. Do I get exactly the same thing. People describing something, and it's the the worst description. And you say things like, "So what do you mean a red pencil?" Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. You just say red. It's funny people's people's images. But to be honest, we know what we're doing like the back of our hand. If you don't, if you're day one, it's like me. Uh, describing uh, the set of golf clubs I would like. I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue that one from the other. And right. I certainly wouldn't know the names of that. So you've got to be patient. But it was really good. Having stayed at home for two weeks, it was actually good to see some new faces or some familiar faces. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, it was actually quite nice to see everyone again. Well, you know? the, the art um, uh, community has been really flat out over the pe- this period of time. Yeah. And um, I think I- I've actually got the... Um, your your uh, art zone um, uh, newsletter. This is something that, that I, I might mention to you because um, if you uh, sign up for this, uh, you get to know all the things that are going on at Art Zone. And currently, are you still doing the Windsor and Newton? Windsor and Newton special, yes, twenty five percent off. Well, I mean, that's off. a terrific amount off Windsor and Newton. Well, it's good because well, the reason we do that, and we that's the only brand we do. It gives people a chance to get away from the student grade, especially if, you, if you, you've started and you're doing all right. You think, well, I might go up one level, but it's, it is pretty dear. You know, the, the, art, the uh, artist quality ones are pretty dear. If you get 25% off, it's a good way to give them a go. If you don't like them, if you think, oh, no, I'll just stay where I am, uh, then you go back. Otherwise, you can start. It gives you an opportunity to try something that you wouldn't have otherwise uh, tried. Well, it's well worth it, I have to say. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the only, I understand the only difference really is there's uh, uh, more pigment in the in yes. the uh, artist's quality. So if you're struggling to get a lovely, strong blue sky, uh, use artist quality yeah. cobalt blue. Or, so uh, I've had so many people saying, I'm doing everything right. I'm yeah. doing everything that I'm supposed to do. And I can't get it. And and Rosie did a little exercise, a, a flower, and uh, it was with one of the lower grade ones we've got. And you just it's it's kind of it's all right. It's pasty, <laughs> and it's not very interesting. Oh. And then she did an orange cut in half with the good stuff. Yeah. And this is how we do. Say, so look, look at that one. Look at that one. Look at the difference. I'm, and and I'm, it's it, it's poles apart. I'm glad you do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and the thing is, if people say no, I, I'm happy with the the lesser grade one. It's cheaper. That's what you say. Fine, and and this is what you get. So right. so there's no confusion. I did want to talk about a new product that I'm very excited well, do. about. We can Please. we can do it later. I'm not sure. No, what I'd like to do it now. Um, uh, Windsor and Newton uh, uh, was the only brand we had that had a product called Artisan. Uh, Artisan is oil paint, but water sol- water mixable. So what it means is not acrylic. It's proper oil paint. You do what you do, there's no fumes, and you wash out in water. And a lot of people like that if they haven't got ventilation or if they like painting in their lounge and they don't want to stink the place out. And Windsor & Newton one is really, really good, but they're quite a limited range. So then we came across a brand called Cobra, and they've probably got three times the amount of 
um, colours that yeah. the artisan have got, and they've got stronger pigment. So right. if you're into that, if you want to do that, there's, I think there's about 70 colours in this. It's a brand new stand. It's called Cobra. I'd never heard of it before, but we grabbed it because it, it is artist quality and it is water mixable and of course they all mix together as well what's the support if they, they won't be using uh, linseed oil. Uh, it, uh, the description is a very unsatisfying description <laughs> it is a a modified oil medium right that's okay. all and that's what cobra says that's how they describe because people say how can this be right it's a modified oil medium i don't know what that means yeah. Um, and I don't know what, and that's what they say with the artisan. I, I don't, they don't actually give you a chemical breakdown, but all I can say is it works. And there's another thing we've got. Uh, it's, it's called medium W, which is like linseed oil, and it's gunk. And you get normal traditional oil paint, and you put medium W with it, and you mix it up, and you turn it into uh, the artisan. Paint. Wow. And I said to the guy, when he came in to uh, say, you, you know, do you want to buy this product? I said, pull the other one. Go on, <laughs> go on then, show us. And Because it didn't make sense to me. I'm not a chemist, no. and I don't understand how it works. But he said, look, you squeeze it out. So I chose the oil paint. He mixed it, and then he washed it out under the tap. And I thought, okay, sold. We'll take that it. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's a wonderful news. It's, for a, it's, a, very, it's a very important, important thing if you – if you want to click over to the water mixable things, but you think, well, I've got all these oil paints that yeah. I've already paid for. This is where you say, right, yeah. turn them in, use them, and then go over to the, the Cobra or the Artisan. So, yeah, that's a new that's a new thing. And it's a really attractive stand. Not that it makes any difference to the stand, but it looks great. It just looks really, right. really very attractive. Uh, now, uh, Andy uh, is at 57 Hanover Street. Have I got that right? Uh Yes. No, because no, I tell you why. You split it, no, there it? was there were three shops: fifty-seven, fifty-nine, sixty-one. Yeah, there were three shops, and so we got rid of sixty-one. So we are officially fifty-seven and fifty-nine. It's always good to have a, a good address, you know. Fifty-seven, fifty-nine sounds pretty posh. You yeah, know, it does. Got, <laughs> it's not just a small address. It's like those addresses in London. You yeah, know? isn't it? Like it's one square meter. Uh, and it's basically a, a, a phone box, but you can actually say my my uh, London address. And this is this is what people in London do, like lawyers and uh, posh people. For the prestige, it's not worth anything. It's basically a letterbox. Right. But they say, oh, you just send it to my London address. They can charge a bit more. Oh, that's There's, we are we are fifty seven fifty nine. We are fifty seven fifty nine Hanover Street. But it doesn't matter. You don't. Uh, you know we. You know we are. I'd like to just uh, mention our. Um, uh, Taranaki uh, listeners, because we have a oh, um, we have a Taranaki. Yeah, listener. yeah, we go up there. So uh, you'd be saying, "Oh gosh, I, I can't do, I can't do anything about that." Well, yes, you can. You can just ring uh, 03, which is a call sign in uh, in uh, Dunedin, 03-477-0211 and you can get through uh, to Art Zone, of course. And now what they're they're doing is. Uh, you know, as you click and collect and stuff, you can just post the stuff out to them. Yeah. It, the thing that surprises me, we the amount of North Island customers we have, and we're very grateful for them, but you just think uh, you'd go to a, a, a closer retailer. Yeah. We, we've got one guy. We send stuff up probably uh, once a week. He's in Masterton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're very grateful to uh, send them up. But you think, wouldn't you, you go, isn't there a, a closer one or something like that? But we'll take whatever well, whatever orders we get, we're very happy. Well, you're a specialist. And, um, and just uh, making note of a very generous offer, uh, if uh, it's outside of Dunedin, uh, purchases over $50, is that right? Yes. 
um, uh, do, do you send them at a minimal minimal charge or how does yeah, that go? Yeah, well, it's just covering the cost. It's about a fiver or so. Ten, you do ten dollars. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic! Right there, yep. you go, folks. Up there in the north, uh, you can deal with uh, Andy at Art Zone. Uh, now, um, oh, I was going to mention. Oh, I think we should uh, just look at the Otago Art Society. Well, there's a very uh, important announcement to make uh, regarding the Otago Art Society. Mm, you heard this first, folks, <laughs> here at the Arty Party Show. Oh, it? do you want me to do it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it, look, it was really, really bad timing. The the biggest show of the year, the Edinburgh Realty Exhibition, opened, and then it closed about three days later because of this Level 4 uh, thing. So uh, p- p- they've probably, you know, over a month, they've probably lost three weeks of viewing, which is a real pain in the neck. However, the good news is they're going to extend it because they, they've they had to shut it down. No one could go in and, and look at the paintings or buy the paintings. The exhibition now continues until the 19th of October. Wow. That's, so that is really, it, that's hot off the press. Well, it's good because uh, the Edinburgh, and you, I feel sorry for the, well, everybody, because the Edinburgh do expect um, a big exhibition with a lot of views. The Otago Arts Society expects an exhibition for a month. The artists like myself and yourself, you put your painting up, you want a month for people to see yeah. it. And we all got robbed of that. But uh, So the month continues. People will get at least a, a full month to look at the artworks, buy the artworks and support local artists. So uh, it, was, it was very lucky. I, uh, it was the obvious thing to do to extend it, but their calendar is so full, you can't kick out the people that were no. coming in after. That's right. But whatever they've done, I don't know how they've done it, but they have worked at that, um, the exhibition... Uh, it was open today, obviously, from today until the 19th of October. Well, that's great news. Um, what was not so great news, I have to say, uh, was I note that Rona Dyer uh, uh, died. Uh, she did pretty well, actually, because uh, she was 98, I think, when she wow. died. Uh, but she was my art teacher at, oh, uh, at uh, John McLeishan College. Wow. All those years ago, I did art um, uh, in the fifth and sixth form. And uh, uh, she was um, really uh, quietly spoken, but very encouraging. And I won the art prize, too. Thank oh, you, Rona. Thank you, Rona. Uh, she's the one who, uh, who gave me that. And uh, it, she was a printmaker and painter. And she died on the 20th of May, 2021, at Yvette Williams Retirement Village. In her 99th year. Wow, that's not bad, is it? Uh, she, well, she was a, considered to be one of our most important artists, a skilled and versatile practitioner of national regard and a life member of Otago Arts Society. Uh, the, she uh, did wonderful uh, exhibitions uh, in the old uh, Dunedin North Post Office where we, w- we used to be, and now we're in the railway station. Uh, so there's something. And, and we actually had a member of the uh, Art Society, Marie Gomez-Bradford. She's on the committee. And she is actually a care assistant at Yvette Williams Retirement Village. And, of course, she chatted with Rona about her uh, previous life in, in OAS, or the Otago Art Society. And, uh, you know, that was certainly an area of great pride for Rona. She was born in Dunedin and studied at the Dunedin School of Art as well as the Central School of Art. And the Goldsmiths, Art School in London. She worked in a variety of mediums, but is best known for wood engravings for fine prints and book illustrations. And she exhibited at the London Society of Painters, Etchers and Engravers. Um, 
and the Royal Academy. She became a dedicated regular exhibitor at the Otago Art Society and spent recent years in uh, residential care but continued her membership all her life. Some of her 1950s woodcut prints are included in the Mona Edgar collection, which is part of the Hocken collection in the Hocken Library down uh, uh, near the Milk Treatment Station. I think it used to be the Milk Treatment Station, actually, but it's near on Anzac Avenue. Uh, down uh, near the uh, university area. Uh, so that's Rona Dyer, um, and uh, I'd just like to pay tribute. Uh, reading that, of course, I had no idea when I was at school that I had someone that was uh, such a pillar of uh, um, admiration uh, by the art uh, community. Uh, but anyway, she was a wonderful lady, and uh, I just regret uh, hearing of her passing. Watch it, Rona Dyer, R-O-N-A. D-Y-E-R. And contributing for so many years. She must have exhibited for 70 years, 80 years maybe. And imagine the output. Yeah, yeah. Imagine imagine the amount <laughs> of work. Know. I wonder if she uh, did it towards, uh, towards uh, the end. You know, because it's the sort of thing you can do if you're not, yeah. you know, if you're not the fittest person or if you're, uh, you know, quite elderly, you can still do it. I, oh, I know I know people well in their 80s. I'd be interested to know that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm sure I can find out. I'll, I'll drop by and Ask them. Uh, uh, also, the DPAG, Dunedin Public Art Gallery, we have to mention that, folks. And uh, currently, I think there's some work uh, there uh, by uh, Sonia Lacey, which is called Totally Dark. Uh, we mentioned in the last uh, show uh, Joanna Paul's uh, imagined uh, uh, context of a room, which is the, the Stations of Christ. And it looks like a church. It's quite a good idea. And there's uh, Hurahia Anaka Fetu with the unveiling of the stars. And uh, Andrew Barber uh, with his uh, stone carpet, uh, which he calls Folly. And uh, I can see why he thought of that as a name for that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'll take that back. <laughs> uh, also, uh, there are... Um, I'm uh, just trying to think what else there is there. Uh, it, there's a, a multitude of things that they do, uh, it, which includes musical events and uh, often artist talks, and uh, even the curators there will uh, do, a, do a talk. So it's worth uh, actually um, joining the, D- the Dunedin Public Art Gallery. They send out letters. I'm a member of the Wellington one and the uh, Auckland one, and these newsletters are like gold for uh, for people like myself and people who are interested in art. So uh, uh, the Dunedin Public Art Gallery, well worth joining. And uh, we um, I should mention that uh, Workers' Education are doing art workshops in the area. And uh, they've begun to do this on a regular basis in the South Dunedin Community Centre in King Edward Street. And there's an introduction to drawing uh, which is on the 19th of September, uh, one day, $50 includes materials, and there's How to Paint with tutor uh, Nancy McLennan Hughes, uh, Saturday the 4th of September, and uh, $50 also includes the materials, uh, and uh, Art Journaling for Beginners uh, with Sue Chair, that's um, uh, for six weeks, uh, from the 25th of August, so it's uh, sort of in the middle of it now. Seven, se- uh, is it in the middle of it now? Yeah, it must be. Seven, uh, 7 to 9pm, $75 including materials. And watercolour by some chap called Ron Esplin. I don't know uh, if you've ever heard of him, but uh, his name's very familiar to me. 
Uh, and uh, it's Sunday the 12th of September at 10am to 4pm. It's a one day only. $50 includes materials. In each case, if, there are, if you have a community services card, uh, you can split the price in half. Uh, so that's not bad for a day course, $25 where, with your community service card. Uh, so you can phone uh, Leslie on 27 I'll repeat that, 27 2188180, and uh, they will take uh, enrolments for any of those. At uh, the, uh, it's it's actually supported by the Dunedin City Council, so it's heavily subsidised, and it's a great opportunity for you just to uh, make a start in in something artistic. Okay, well I think um, uh, we'll have a bit of music now, uh, and it would be my uh, I I always liked badly drawn boy. So we're going to play uh, Badly Drawn Boy, and uh, it, it sort of fits the art thing. This is by, uh, well, Damon Goff is actually the name of Badly Drawn Boy, but he goes by the name of Badly Drawn Bo- Boy, and I really like it. Here you go. Have a listen. I'm tired of thinking about this May as well just dream of what tomorrow brings If this is your last photograph Just smile, stand tall You could have it all You color your soul to make it whole this day, what of it remains, if it's your reality, if this is your reality, let it be, and ten feet tall, but feeling small, Raise those plans Take a hold with your hands This photograph Could be your last A final prize A moment in time If it's your reality If this is something you can't see I'm tired of thinking about this morning May as well just dream of what tomorrow brings Ascend your soul, reach your goal Blue-white wall, hope against hope You've taken that fall, unwrapped it all this reality If this is all just let it be I'm tired of thinking about this morning May as well just dream of what tomorrow brings I'm tired of thinking about this morning May as well just dream of what tomorrow brings Just when you think that 
was badly drawn boy and um oh what a plaintive song that was it's what tomorrow brings and actually for um badly drawn boy it brought him quite a lot he uh, ended up uh, uh doing the music for um uh, for films i think it was called about a boy uh and um he did the music for that he became very very well known in uh, in england uh, he'd been a uh, just a busker and in fact, uh, one day uh, uh, after he'd become quite famous, he was doing big shows, uh, just for a bit of fun, he went and started busking outside uh, a railway station somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, they filmed it, and hardly anyone taking any notice. You know, as they were going past <laughs> this guy that they paid a fortune for to go and see in the Olympic Stadium or something like that. And they're getting it for free. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But the people started were beginning to stop and. Uh, uh, and someone twigged, and then and then you could see there was a, a an immediate um, sort of phoning people, and the uh, next minute and say, come a, down here. <laughs> there was a there was another guy that did that. He was a concert violinist, and he was he was yeah. I think he was busking to entertain the crowd before they came in, and they thought, well, we're seeing a violinist. This guy's on the violin, makes sense. But they didn't realise it was actually him that was walking walking up and down the queue, giving it a bit of. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's like I'd have to buy a ticket. Now. I've heard it. Oh, I love that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm going home. <laughs> save it. Save a ticket. Throw a couple of dollars into, yeah, his, uh, yeah. into his hat. He's, he's playing on a million dollar violin. You, you chuck fifty cents in his hat. <laughs> Now, one of the people that we uh, unfortunately uh, lost, a, a very, very famous uh, New Zealand artist, uh, was Billy Apple. And uh, it's a very interesting story uh, because, of course, that wasn't his real name. But I'm going to hand over to Andy, who uh, will tell us uh, about this, well, I say slightly enigmatic uh, artist, but he became very, very, very well known. Uh, he had his... He had his um, uh, he went to London from New Zealand and uh, ended up in the Andy Warhol kind of area. Uh, so uh, anyway, Andy, it, it seems uh, about uh, appropriate that you tell him all about it. Well, Barry Bates was his real name. I'll start off with the newspaper headline. It says, Groundbreaking New Zealand artist Billy Apple dies at age 85. The country's foremost conceptual artist exhibited alongside Andy Warhol and Roy uh, Lichtenstein in pop art's heyday. Billy Apple rests his, uh, rests his head on a model cast at the, Dunne- at the uh, London Art Gallery.
Gallery in 1963, that's the picture, portrayed the New Zealand-born artist has died at age 85. The irreverent Auckland-raised artist, born Barry Bates, was a major contributor to the pop art and conceptual art movements. Apple was based in New York during uh, pop art's 1960s heyday, exhibiting alongside icons such as Andy Warhol, Jasper Johns and Roy Lichtenstein. The former uh, Auckland Art Gallery director, Rana Davenport, describes, described Apple as New Zealand's foremost conceptual artist and his work as absolutely groundbreaking. Apple's unique art uh, investigate, investigations have crossed over into the realms of design, advertising, uh, collecting science, mathematics and economic, economics and philanthropy, consumerism and more. She said at the opening of the major 2015 exhibition of his works, uh, Robert Leonard, a contemporary art curator and writer, said that Apple was a huge loss to New Zealand's art. Not only was he brilliant, a brilliant artist who continued to make surprising and important work for some 60 years, he was part of the fabric of our art scene. Uh, he was at every opening, thinking, talking, uh, living the art. Apple is remembered uh, for the catchphrase, the artist has to live like everybody else. But he was exceptional. He lived like nobody else. As a young man, Bates moved to London to study at the Royal College of Art, befriending David Hockney. Upon graduating, he, he opted for the Billy Apple moniker, uh, a name that he would later trademark. He then moved to New York, uh, opening an art space and exhibiting uh, widely in the alternative art scene. London's Serpentine Gallery hosted a major survey of uh, Apple's work in 1974, and he continued to work in New York until 1990, uh, when he returned to Auckland. His works have been exhibited at the Guggenheim Museum in New York, the, the Philadelphia Museum, and uh, the, the Museum of Art and Wellington's Tipapa. Uh, his work is also associated with New York and British pop art in the 1960s, collaborating with the likes of Andy Warhol and other pop artists. Born Barry Bates in Auckland in 1935, he changed his name to Billy Apple in 1962. Tipapa's chief executive, uh, Courtney Johnson, shared a tribute to the artist on Twitter, writing, Saddened to hear that the artist Billy Apple has died early this morning. My thoughts are with Mary and all of Billy's friends and families, a family who are facing the loss uh, during lockdown. And, of course, he died, uh, it was... Uh, the uh, the sixth of this month. So yeah. he, he actually died this month. Um, eighty five uh, at uh, at eighty five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was. Um, uh, in fact, the first one among the first things he did, he did apples in brass. He was quite. He's a bit like the the Warhol school, where they would uh, get someone else to do uh, to do it, and, and then attribute it to them. Which is, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> uh, he, he would think about. Uh, well, he thought about doing a brass apple, and it looks like it's made of gold, actually. Right. And uh, so he couldn't do it himself. Uh, and, of course, the uh, the people who made it would never have thought of doing it. Uh, so it was his conception. It's a, oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because, yeah. But I've, I've heard that as well. It's like, um, you know, any, any bronze casting, you talk about bronze casting, there's a lot of people that can, can make have the concept, make the thing, but then you have to... St- Send it over to the business people exactly. to actually do it yeah. because if you're, you know, not all artists are foundry workers, and so <laughs> that's right. And so, I mean, it's like that um, the big brass bull outside the New York Stock Exchange, you know, that the, the actual making of that is one thing, casting of it, that's just finishing it off, not taking anything away from 
the actual pouring of the brass. But yeah. but it's the it's the concept, isn't it? It's a remarkable and, piece and of work there. That's amazing, and, and it's it's actually good because it's not just a ball standing there. It looks like no, he's actually he's gonna, coming for He's you. actually going to go. Yeah. You. Um, and uh, with a very sad uh, um, uh, reflection on that one, if we go around the back of him, practically every person who. Uh, uh, has uh, stopped to take an interest in that. Has um, rubbed a certain area of the ball, of the ball <laughs> and it's all absolutely polished. <laughs> it's like the it's like the uh, the dog. Uh, there's a bronze dog at the gardens. Of course, everyone yeah, polishes his nose, and it is. It's like shiny gold. <laughs> so there's a rite of passage. Is it? You gotta you gotta give it a little rub. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rub him on the nose, actually. Uh, well done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just to show how brave you yeah. are. But but that's an interesting debate. I don't know what the rule is with that. You know. I design the idea of making an apple. I, I sculpt the apple. You cast it. Who actually gets the credit? Well, I hear what you're I saying. Think that, I think there's a tough but question. But wouldn't you equally say that I do a painting and I bring it into you and you frame it and you've now become part of the artwork? No, not really, because your painting was a painting before I had anything to do with it. No, but the you two, know what I mean? The two go together, oh, don't they? I, it's, a, it's a difficult one because... Imagine if that apple then sold for ten million, mm. you, uh, you would get someone saying, "Hang on a minute, I did I did fifty percent of that work." <laughs> I, but they would have paid you for it, you see. Well, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and th- actually, that was that was the thing. Maybe we'll do this another day because looking at that. Um, uh, that thing about it paid you so you have no more rights. You know the uh, yes. you know the cartoonist um, Stan Lee. Carry on. Uh, he invented the Hulk, Captain America, all the big superheroes that are all over the movies now. They're worth billions. He, they're his inventions, and he was paid his wages that week to invent uh, the Hulk. So he would have got, let's say he got uh, $1,000 to design the Hulk. The Hulk has gone on. The Hulk's been with us for 50 years. He's earned billions and billions of dollars. And the guy that invented it, he doesn't get a percentage. He was paid to design a character. You know, like all the superhero movies that are on. These are the biggest... Uh, the the biggest characters ever. They are probably the most valuable characters in movie and cartoon history. And Stan Lee just got paid his wages to to do it. Then everyone (laughs) took them and uh, and ran with them and went to the movies and did books and posters and comic cons and all that they made billions and he just got his paid his wages but uh, maybe we should do that another time and actually look at yes, the designing of the characters well, we know so well be a very good idea they didn't we will just do that. they didn't just uh, turn up by magic they were designed and thought about maybe we'll take a look at that yeah next time. That'll I'll do a bit of homework on that. okay we'll do that next time folks now I'm telling tell you uh, that what we will do though we're, t- we're talking about Billy Apple's golden apple and uh, I'm going to play you uh, just as a bit of not comic relief really Uh, I'm going to play you She Paints Me Gold by um, uh, by Joseph Arthur Uh, I always like this artist I hope you enjoy this
and here uh, Joseph Arthur fading into distance uh, after singing us uh, that lovely uh, uh, She Paints Me Gold That was really nice actually, that was very soothing I I thought that's how I should have went to sleep. Felt like I should have been in the bath or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Now, look, I've got someone here that I have a lot of time for. She's not here, actually, uh, but I've uh, painted with her up in uh, Flock Hill, and her name is Jackie Pearson. I want to talk to you about her because she's a multi award winning professional artist and tutor. And she's fascinated by light and atmosphere, which is the driving force for her to paint. And, of course, is the same for most uh, artists. In her case, a very fine uh, watercolour specialist. And she loves the sense of freedom and spontaneity that that medium does best. Uh, She has actually painted in pastels and uh, pencil work. She'd done everything, really. She was born in uh, 1958 in England, and her family moved to New Zealand in 1991. She's loved to paint and draw from a very early age, and although she has had a career in soil conservation and assisted her husband in a renewable energy business, she now paints full-time, and she's self-taught. Jackie has also attended workshops with some of the world's top watercolour artists. But having said uh, that, um, she uh, has become very, very well-known, and she's uh, won a lot of awards, uh, which uh, I will give you... uh, Well, you can probably get a bit of that uh, uh, when you hear Jackie herself, because she actually took part in uh, Put Some Painting in Your Life, uh, just a wee while ago, uh, and uh, uh, that's uh, I'll give you the opportunity to hear Jackie herself. Uh. Graham, <laughs> Hello, Jackie. welcome How are you to New Zealand, Graham. <laughs> Can I come into your studio? Please do come this in. Is fantastic, isn't it? What a great place. Well, good day, viewers, and welcome back to Calvin Your Life. We are in Wellington, at the bottom of the North Island in New Zealand, and with an amazing lady, Jackie Pearson. Hello, Graham. Welcome to the show. Now, this woman is a award-winning artist. Now, I met, actually met Jackie in Australia because she goes over to Australia and does workshops. She's probably one of the best watercolour teachers in New Zealand and Australia, and we're very privileged to have her on the show today. It's just fantastic. Uh, you're a watercolour artist, mostly, aren't you? Mostly, yeah, yes. But you do paint in other things, but subject matter uh, from portraits to uh, yachts, water, the harbours, you're really well known for, particularly your water. I've heard a lot of students say, Jackie's one of the best water people you're going to meet. But uh, tell us a little bit about your history and how you got here. I heard it sort of started with soil. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you've, you've sort of branched into obviously being an, an artist, which was many years ago, of course, but tell me a little bit about that. Oh, Graham, I've always painted. I've always drawn. My father used to take us round to sailing clubs all my childhood, so I used to lie on my stomach. I've got memories of lying on my stomach drawing while he was painting but I eventually ended up being a sailor as well but I then through my um, science career I got into soil science but Mm -hmm. I carried on with my painting and since coming to New Zealand 25 years ago uh, I've just committed myself to painting which is probably what I should have been doing all along and I just love every day I wake up in the morning I think I don't have to go to the office 
I go to my studio. It's fantastic. So uh, it's a, it's a, I have a very nice life. I have lovely students. Yeah. I go to some wonderful places to paint, and uh, yeah. It's been it's, it's been really really interesting. Obviously, just following your career and looking at your bio is just just quite fascinating. But uh, you had one of your students, a gentleman called Pat. That's right. Right, well, there you are. That's Jackie, and of course, she was uh, talking to uh, um, um, Graham, the fellow that uh, that does the um, the show, the TV show, which I think is is really worth having a look at. Uh, uh, he takes you into different studios and gives you the opportunity to uh, see those um, artists working. And if it's uh, your particular persuasion, say an oil painting or whatever, uh, if you're an oil painter. Or even a sculpture, or you'll find that there are, that he uh, has interviews a whole range of different artists. Uh, uh, talking of Jackie, of course, Jackie uh, exhibits in galleries and holds solo and joint exhibitions around New Zealand and overseas, and her work is held in private and public collections in New Zealand and abroad. Uh, uh, watercolour Save Our Trolleys represents New Zealand in the permanent collection in the International Museum of Watercolours in Mexico. Jackie's won numerous prizes, including the 2009-2010 uh, Ray, uh, uh, Ray Hannon uh, Memorial Award. Uh, and uh, uh, she... Uh, oh, I just lost my place there, folks. Here we go. Just uh, hold... Uh, just stay there and uh, gold medal for the most successful artist of the Royal Easter Show in Auckland. She's also represented in the book Splash 11 and in 2015 Splash 16, the North American publication show Casing International uh, Watercolours. So um, she just uh, she's only just recently won a, a very big award uh, for uh, a painting called Chef Mittagong Cook. The overall winner in the 2021 Muriel Hopper Awards in Lower Hutt. Uh, and uh, the awards are just go, uh, go on and on. Uh, if you're a watercolourist, get hold of uh, some of uh, Jackie's uh, uh, w um, look at her work. Uh, she's done a, a, a painting that, w that won Splash, the Watercolour New Zealand's annual exhibition. Watercolour New Zealand is based in Wellington, and any uh, watercolourist, uh, it's, uh, you can uh, become a member. I'm a member of Watercolour New Zealand. And uh, this uh, painting of hers, Lona Before the Storm, won the Merit Award in 2020. And uh, the judge's comment for that one, well, this painting has emotion. The execution is technically skilled using lost and found edges and a minimum of brush strokes. The effect is beautiful. And uh, Jackie herself says, this painting was the result of a series of experimental paintings inspired by living in the Waira wrapper over the last five years. Everywhere there are large sky vistas and I've become very inspired by big skies. Silver linings are a particular interest and I've been trying to get a technique to represent this. So I leave the white paper and start with pyrrole orange and add cobalt as I go. These are the two predominant colours and bring, being complementary they create a nice lively grey. Uh, now having said that, uh, if you uh, uh, go into a colour in your life... Uh, and uh, find the uh, the one with Jackie uh, featured, uh, then you'll see her actually doing this, uh, which I haven't seen before. And uh, she adds um, a sort of a white uh, in, into the uh, the paint and just lets it run. She's very very practiced, and uh, I would imagine that uh, you would um, uh, gain something from seeing her actually do it. Uh, she. Uh, 
uh, she she has a few photo references of seagulls that she uh, included in uh, this particular painting, Loner uh, Before the Storm. And the loner is in fact a seagull. And it's, uh, as she said, it's an Eastbourne black back gull. And she drew it in at the golden ratio, you know, uh, the 60-40% uh, and carefully painted it in with a small pointy brush. So it's right on that uh, con... What is it? Where, where the... Uh, uh, roughly the two-thirds intersect, or one of the left-hand third intersects with the uh, horizontal uh, third, uh, so that the focus was on the bird rather than the clouds. So uh, the title had to reflect that. So she, uh, she's a very, uh, oh, she's very um, enthusiastic painter, and uh, she's just spent some time down here in Kaka Point, and she stayed in Kaka Point. She was supposed to stay there for, uh, I think, uh, a day or a couple of days, and she stayed with a friend of mine. Uh, and uh, they, uh, uh, she loved the place so much. Uh, that they gave her uh, the opportunity to stay in another house on the uh, on the sh seashore that they had, and she stayed there for uh, nearly two weeks, <laughs> and uh, she painted uh, the lovely uh, scenes of the sea and so on. Uh, the um, um, another of her paintings, she does. She's very very good at portraiture, and she won the Merit Award in 2019 for the Watercolour New Zealand's annual exhibition. Uh, a Man and His Cat, <coughs> and uh, it's a wonderful uh, piece of uh, piece of work on a half sheet. There's not very uh, many uh, watercolors can uh, work on a half sheet. That's 750 mils by 350 mils, and the subject of the painting is an amazing boat builder who restores vintage boats, which all seem to have had interesting lives before becoming wrecks. And he has his yard on a beautiful piece of land north of Matakana, uh, unfortunately, uh, it's in danger from the local uh, council who want uh, the split he's located on for housing. The old shed is wonderful and uh, important work is going on. Um, uh, Jackie said she felt passionate about George's story and stood in the wet sand at low tide early one morning with uh, her jeans rolled up, painting with bare feet in the middle of winter. <laughs> and apparently he was a very shy sitter, but caught this picture of him rela uh, relaxed with his cat. And it's just one of those fleeting moments which captured a wonderful feeling. Uh, she always likes seeing strong light on a subject so that she can push all the contrast that she can. Uh, the lights against dark shadow, cool against warm, dull against bright, and soft against hard edges. And she says the main thing in the technique is many, many layered washes, lifting paint with a flat brush and reapplying over and over again till the layers build up and each layer reflects through the last. So uh, that's uh, she's just a consistent winner. Uh, she won the uh, winner of the Merit Award in the Splash of 2018 uh, with a painting called Moorings. Uh, Sydney, which uh, was, uh, is a beautiful picture of uh, all the yachts uh, out in front of the buildings in Sydney. She won the Gordon Harris uh, Watercolour New Zealand online watercolour competition uh, called The Skirting, which is a, uh, was um, uh, showing, um, I don't know what these, uh, the, the sort of, um, uh, what, uh, what are the wool, people who pick up the wools, the wool in, uh, in a shearing uh, shed. Uh, and uh, they've got a name. I, I can't remember what it is. Do you know what it is? No. The Wool Picker Uppers. Yeah, the Wolf Picker Upper. That's it. Uh, just wanted to pick me up, Ian. Thank you very much for that, Andy. 
she thought it was a wonderful su- surpri- surprise to receive this award. And uh, the painting was part of a series of seven paintings on shearing. Uh, and uh, the idea came when she was teaching at Wallingford Station last year. A shearing gang turned up and allowed them to sketch and photograph them through the whole process. And it's uh, Wallingford House and Station is in South Hawke's Bay, owned by the Ormond family for 150 years, and recently sold it to a local vet, and it's paradise for the painter, she says. We were planning to paint the historic wool shed, and it was a treat to see it in action. Uh, The shearing gang was marvellous to watch and happy about being watched. The girl in the red T-shirt stood out due to a shaft of light from a skylight, throwing her into chiaroscuro, which you all know is uh, black against white, adding which added to the drama. The painting is about her hair capturing the light, but also about hard work. And the judges comment, Jackie achieves impact, light and dark areas, especially the light streaming in for the, for the, uh, on the, onto the woolshed workers. She works in a very original manner, and her theme is representative of New Zealand life. And that's the case with all her paintings. Uh, she's a very fine watercolourist and well worth anybody who's a watercolourist uh, checking out her work. Jackie Pearson. And uh, she has a website. And she does, believe it or not, she does Zoom tutoring. So now yeah, you can just uh, you pay a fee and uh, you join the class. And she's doing it a lot of the time. Good on, Jackie. That's actually very good doing the Zoom tutoring because you could, you know, in a class, what do you have? Eight, ten mm. people. Yeah. You know, which is very limiting. But yeah. in Zoom, you can have as many as you like. Absolutely. Very good. Um, yeah, I see that we've once again reached uh, the end of our program, uh, Andy. That and was not an uh, hour. I know. Oh. Uh, but I'd, I'd really like to thank all the listeners for listening into our um, discussion about. Art. We're both very enthusiastic about it, and of course, you do uh, receive it from uh, um, radio, what we call Otago Access Radio, which is OAR, or on fifteen seventy-five AM, and uh, on Otago Access Radio one hundred five point four FM. And um, if you want to have a look at the website, well, it's uh, ORG. Is it? No, it's O. It's O A A. This is I'm reading it around the wrong way. O A S dot org.nz so have a look and actually you can tune into all these programs and I'll try to read the thing back do you want me to do you want me to give the website yes please <laughs> it's not OAS it's OAR oh thank you <laughs> you really must uh, learn the alphabet sometimes I'm getting though. a bit too OLD <laughs> I think yeah well uh, yeah but, um, see this is why it's so good to have Andy here uh, and so uh, I can spell three-letter words for you. Yeah, that's right. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. It's oar.org.nz. And do have a look. You can get the podcasts. Uh, for, you can listen to this one again if you want to. Uh, you might already be listening to it. Uh, and so uh, thank you. It's uh, Ron Esplin and Andy Cook. A pleasure. Uh, well, it's a pleasure having you here, uh, Andy. You really are good value. Uh, and thank you, listeners, for uh, tuning in to the Arty Farty Show. And uh, listen up once again uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll be back on the air. Uh, we do repeat this uh, this program uh, in the first two weeks, the first fortnight, and then uh, we do a new one at the uh, partway through the month. Exactly. Yeah, it's once a month. Okay, we're off. Goodbye. Bye.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.